Hello, this is Jeff Barnum reading the Supreme Court opinion syllabus in Arizona et al. versus Navajo Nation et al. certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Consolidated with Department of the Interior et al. versus Navajo Nation et al. also on certiorari to the same court. Argued March 20th, 2023. Decided June 22nd, 2023. An 1868 peace treaty between the United States and the Navajo tribe established the Navajo Reservation that today spans some 17 million acres, almost entirely in the Colorado River Basin of the western United States. The federal government's reservation of land for an Indian tribe implicitly reserves the right to use needed water from various sources, such as groundwater, rivers, streams, lakes, and springs that arise on, border, cross, underlie, or are encompassed within the reservation. While the tribe has the right to use needed water from the reservation's numerous water sources, the Navajos face the same water scarcity problem that many in the western United States face. In the Navajos' view, the federal government's efforts to assist the Navajos with their water needs, did not fully satisfy the trust obligations of the United States under the 1868 Treaty. The Navajos filed suit seeking to compel the United States to take affirmative steps to secure needed water for the tribe, including by assessing the tribe's water needs, developing a plan to secure the needed water, and potentially building pipelines, pumps, wells, or other water infrastructure. The states of Arizona, Nevada, and Colorado intervened against the tribe to protect those states' interest in water from the Colorado River. The U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona dismissed the Navajo tribe's complaint, but the Ninth Circuit reversed, holding in relevant part that the United States has a duty under the 1868 Treaty to take affirmative steps to secure water for the Navajos. Held the 1868 treaty establishing the Navajo Reservation reserved necessary water to accomplish the purpose of the Navajo Reservation, but did not require the United States to take affirmative steps to secure water for the tribe. The tribe asserts a breach of trust claim based on its view that the 1868 treaty imposed a duty on the United States to take affirmative steps to secure water for the Navajos. To maintain such a claim here, the tribe must establish, among other things, that the text of a treaty, statute, or regulation imposed certain duties on the United States. The federal government owns judicially enforceable duties to a tribe only to the extent it expressly accepts those responsibilities. Whether the government has expressly accepted such obligations must train on specific rights-creating or duty-imposing language in a treaty, statute, or regulation. Here, while the 1868 treaty set apart a reservation for the use and occupation of the Navajo tribe, it contains no language imposing a duty on the United States to take affirmative steps to secure water for the tribe. Notably, the 1868 treaty did impose a number of specific duties on the United States, but the treaty said nothing about any affirmative duty 
for the United States to secure water. As this court has stated, Indian treaties cannot be rewritten or expanded beyond their clear terms. To be sure, this court's precedents have stated that the United States maintains a general trust relationship with Indian tribes, including the Navajos. But unless Congress has created a conventional trust relationship with a tribe as to a particular trust asset, this court will not apply common law trust principles to infer duties not found in the text of a treaty, statute, or regulation. Here, nothing in the 1868 treaty establishes a conventional trust relationship with respect to water. And it is unsurprising that a treaty enacted in 1868 did not provide for all of the Navajo's current water needs 150 years later. Under the Constitution, Congress and the President have the responsibility to update federal law as they see fit in light of the competing contemporary needs for water. Other arguments offered by the Navajo tribe to support its claim under the 1868 treaty are unpersuasive. First, that the 1868 treaty established the Navajo reservation as a permanent home does not mean that the United States agreed to take affirmative steps to secure water for the tribe. Second, the treaty's express requirement that the United States supply seeds and agricultural implements for a three-year period to the tribe does not, as the tribe contends, mean that the United States has an additional duty to take affirmative steps to secure water, but rather demonstrates that the United States and the Navajos knew how to impose specific affirmative duties on the United States under the treaty. Third, the tribe asserts that the United States' purported control over the reserved water rights supports the view that the United States owes trust duties to the Navajos. But the federal government's liability on a breach of trust claim cannot be premised on control alone. Finally, the text of the treaty and records of treaty negotiations do not support the claim that in 1868, the Navajos would have understood the treaty to mean that the United States must take affirmative steps to secure water for the tribe. Reversed. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas Alito and Barrett joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Gorsuch filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson joined. Thank you for listening. Please help us by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you can get all of the end-of-term decisions automatically delivered to your device. If you wish to communicate with the podcast, please email us at scotusdecisions at gmail.com.